and welcome to another episode of Deprogramming, the adult child of the narcissist. My name is Gloria Rogers and I'm your host. This podcast is an anecdotal audio journal as I walk towards healing childhood trauma and emotional abuse. As a disclaimer, I am not a therapist, nor am I a psychologist with any specific or specialized training. As such, this podcast is mostly experiential based. To make one more disclaimer, I will add that I am indeed specifying the person who was a narcissist in my life, but please note that I am not diagnosing them with narcissistic personality disorder, as that is only something a trained professional may do. Yet, that doesn't change the fact that I strongly believe that this this person is in fact a narcissist. Once more, my emphasis is that this is based on study and experience. So this week, I am continuing on the mini-series that I started last week, which is on grief. And this episode is titled Missing You Part 2. Last week, I went over a little bit about those early days when I started to realize uh, things were not going so well with my mother health-wise. Today, I'm going to go further along in that story. I'm going to talk about some of the events that happened shortly before my sister and I went out to visit her and then I plan on getting to the story when we went out to visit her as well. So thank you for bearing with me the last few episodes and I hope that this is another episode that will be, yes it will be sad, but I hope it'll be revealing as well. To start off, I don't remember if this event happened first or not, but I'm going to share it first anyway because the order of events is all jumbled up in my mind, so I guess please bear with me. This event is when my mother got into a car accident. The year before, I believe it was the year before, she had witnessed a car accident and part of the debris had hit her car and it had made a little bit of damage, but that's not really what I'm going to focus on today, but this car accident that she was in, she rear-ended someone. She was trying to answer a phone call from my father, and usually if she misses the call, she gets into a heap load of crap, for lack of better words. She gets into some big trouble when she doesn't answer his calls, and she was trying to answer his call, and she was distracted. She missed that the vehicle in front of her was about to turn from what I can remember being told and so she rear-ended them. She was very much shaken up after this of course as you can imagine. The other person was fine and I think she only had a bit of whiplash. I think the other person was similar case but there wasn't significant physical injury on either party thankfully but uh, her vehicle My mother's vehicle was very badly damaged, as you can imagine, and so that ended up sitting at one of my brother's homes for months after that. I remember a bit from that conversation that I had with her when we were talking about this. I don't remember everything that was said, but I do remember this, that with a shaking voice and with tears in her voice, I remember very vividly. She was telling me that my father 
as a result of this incident, threatened to not allow her to have a working vehicle so that she would be stuck at home and to withhold any and all finances and funds from her. My heart races when I remember this and you can imagine this is when I began to get really angry. It's not funny, not even as a joke. It's not okay, even if you're not serious or it's just a threat. And I think for a day or so, he did leave her stranded there. And I had told one of my brothers about this and boy, were we angry. I think we had a right to be. From what I know about the narcissist in general is they will do anything to manipulate and control. And it's not outside the realm of possibility for them to threaten such things as my father did. I can't remember where I heard it right now. I'd have to look it up, but it's more common than I thought. And because of this scenario, I had struggled with my anger, like I just said. For a long time, I thought any and all anger was bad. I had witnessed bad anger, badly controlled anger. But what I've been realizing is that there is a certain anger that is used when the weak are hurt. There is a righteous anger, but being able to discern that is not easy. So when I felt anger, I felt like I was sinning, like I was doing something wrong. And I still struggle sometimes when I get strong emotions like that. Is it, am I in the wrong? Am I, am I the one who is not okay? But then I look back and I think about that ugly situation, that emotional abuse, that threat. And I think, no, that's not okay. It's never okay to threaten, take away the ability to transport yourself the ability to feed yourself. He was angry because that situation, I'm sure, cost them a lot of money. And because she was living by herself, that was the only way she could get anywhere was transporting herself. Thus, I think our anger about that situation was valid. Another piece to add on to that topic is that my mother was completely dependent on him. She didn't work, even though she had theoretically been looking for work. She was basically full-time at home with the dogs that I had mentioned previously in the last episode. So she was completely and utterly dependent on him for everything, even though she lived on her own. Which is why I think it is so bad that these threats were even made. It's just not okay. I think after a couple of days, he brought her one of the older vehicles that they had, reinsured it, and continued to allow her to feed herself and the dogs. But I think this just goes to show how abusive he was. Not to the extent that I've seen in the past, but these, these little things, they add up over time. And she has seen many, many, many of these scenarios. And... Whenever I would listen in on any of their conversations, he always had a condescending tone. He always had belittled her, made her out to be worthless, 
and it gets to a person after a while it really does and i think this scenario like everything that had been happening she had lost some of the puppies she had gotten into this car accident she could never please him never from what i saw in my childhood till the day that she died she never pleased him even when she was sick when i was there i remember hearing her try to convince him that she was getting better he didn't care that she was sick. It was an inconvenience to him. Going on then to this next scenario. Again, I can't remember if she had gone into the car accident before or after this happened, but she had gotten thrush in her mouth, which wasn't that much of an issue. She, it seemed, it, I remember her talking about it and it was there for a long time, but beyond that, she developed an abscessed tooth so she had gone to the dentist of course and they wouldn't do anything for her until the abscess was gone so they gave her penicillin now i don't know if this happened because of an allergy potentially to penicillin i don't know if she's had it before or if it was just because her immune system was already so bad that the antibiotics did more harm than good there's really no way that I can tell. I'm not a doctor. And I don't know if the dentist even questioned if she had any allergies or not, or if she even knew if she had any allergies or not. We just don't know. I'm leaning more towards that her immune system was already so broken down that the penicillin just tipped her over the edge of it. And essentially, she got sick. She got really, really sick after taking this penicillin. The abscess went away and she got work done on her tooth, but she never recovered from that. She's completely stopped eating pretty much. I remember her telling me that she couldn't eat, that it just, she couldn't swallow anything. It made her feel really gross. And she developed a really bad case of diarrhea. Forgive me for how graphic I'm being on this. My family, I'm sorry for revealing so much of this. It is what it is, and she never got past it. She never truly recovered. Now, for those of you who take antibiotics either once in a while or more often than not, you know how gross you feel after starting. Makes you feel worse at first than better. But usually after a few days or a week or however long you're taking the antibiotics, you kind of get over it and you go on living your life, taking probiotics along theoretically with it. And again, I'm not a doctor, but usually if uh, you're feeling sick like that for more than a couple of days or even a week, you should go see a doctor. Unfortunately, my mother never did. This is the point in my mind where I'm starting to wonder if she is purposefully harming herself by not going and getting medical care that she needed. I truly believe this is where her spiraling decline in health, it may have been able to be corrected if she had gotten help in time, but she kept insisting that it was fine, she was gonna get better when she clearly wasn't, but she, I, I think she didn't let on how bad it was. There was no way to be able to tell over the phone. I was hundreds of miles away. I 
Uh, I couldn't tell you exactly. I know that she couldn't keep up with the dogs anymore. I know that she was saying that she couldn't eat very well. And I began to get nervous. I, I began to ask her why she wasn't going to the hospital. And she was afraid that if she went to the hospital, the doctors would say that she had that certain thing from the pandemic that I'm not going to say. And she was afraid she was going to get intubated and never come out. But clearly it wasn't what she thought it was. But I believe she had been brainwashed to be terrified of that by my father. That if, because my father believed that the doctors were essentially not doing their job properly and killing people on purpose. And maybe I'm misrepresenting his thoughts, but essentially, I know growing up, doctors were bad. Doctors were not in your best interest. And I still, to be honest, have a little bit of trouble myself going to the doctor. So I can well imagine why my mother was having trouble uh, admitting that she needed to go to the hospital. On another note about this topic, I don't know how many of you know, but there is a certain doctor on YouTube that my father pretty much worshipped. When I looked him up, he was not a nutritionist, he was a chiropractor. And on top of that, he was a Scientologist. And when I mention his name, I know that there are going to be people out there who adore this doctor and think he's the bee's knees and the end-all be-all. Uh, but when I look at his products online, the first thing I think is snake oil practitioner. Offers a solution but doesn't have real solutions. Maybe I won't mention his name. If you're curious, send me a private message and I'll, I'll reveal who it is. But essentially, my father believed that if my mother's followed his strict diet for two weeks, she would be completely better. And I remember at the funeral, I had told him straight up to his face that his precious YouTube doctor would not have cured my mother any better than the hospital did. And no, the hospital didn't have all the answers either. There was a lot going on, I think, more than, uh, more than they could have known. Again, that comes back to the control. I don't think he cared if she lived or died. He made it seem like he did with his big tears and his loud, loud sadness. Which was an act. And most of my siblings saw through it. Some of the people at the funeral saw through it. But you're not gonna you're not gonna go up to a potentially grieving man and say, "Hey, stop faking." Maybe I'm being cruel about that, but in all of my years, I have never seen him truly care about her. And what I saw at the funeral was someone who is grieving the loss of his verbal punching bag, and which is why, in last week's episode. I had said that I was so thankful to God that my mother is no longer under his influence and no longer under his control. Anyway, after she had gotten sick, I don't know exactly how long 
she had been sick for at this point. I just know that she had been unwell for a long time. And I began to grow afraid that my mother would never see my baby, never see my daughter. The chance came, my oldest sister who works at Cape and Ray Harbor proposed a road trip back home. So that's what we did. We, we went for a road trip, me, my oldest sister and my daughter. My husband stayed home working and we went out and visited. And now I'm gonna go into a bit of the story of that experience here now. When we first got to GP, I think it was late in the day, I went and stayed with my oldest brother and uh, my sister, my oldest sister stayed with another one of my brothers and his family. The brother that I stayed with also had a family, three kids. And it was very nice. It was very, very nice visiting with them and, and the families and getting to see all the family there. I didn't see my mother until the second or the third day I was in town. There was a lot of friends as well that I was trying to see and visit because it had been a few years since I had been in town. And I remember, I can't remember exactly if I went out with my younger sister or if I just went out by myself, but I went to see my mother at the small little trailer she was living in. And the first thing that got my attention was the smell. Now, I had seen the house before. My, my parents were both really bad for being hoarders, unfortunately. And yes, I admit it here. And I'm saying it not to, again, drag them through the mud, but to just state a fact. It is what it was. But because of the dogs, like I had mentioned last episode, there were a lot of dogs. There were a lot of puppies. And with my mother being sick, she could not keep on top of it. The smell and the air quality was so bad that my lungs were burning the moment I stepped in that house. And my mother was living in that, barely able to get out of the house at all. I think I visited there for about an hour. I let her hold my baby girl. I almost, ashamedly, I almost didn't want her to because I didn't know if her sickness was contagious or not. But I let her hold her, and I'm glad I did, because she was so happy to hold my firstborn. And again, I only stayed for about an hour, and when I left, my lungs were burning. I can't believe she was living in that environment. I, I can't. And those dogs, too. It's no wonder the puppies kept getting parvo sad breaks my heart and that that one mother dog that was so shy of people was interested in me because I had a little baby I think she was sniffing my girl and she was sniffing my hands I'll never forget the look on that dog's face either I can tell you now they're in good homes they're in better homes they were taken away when my mom went to the hospital and I thank god because my father couldn't take care of all the dogs. My mother couldn't obviously take care of them. They only got to keep a certain number, but I can go on about that in another episode. I got another chance to see her another day. She and my dad 
came to visit one of my brothers and I got a few pictures of her holding my baby that day and I'll never forget her smile. It was awkward with my dad just because we never had such a great relationship and I wasn't too keen on him holding my baby and my daughter who was I think about five months old at that time five or six months five months old at that time was not pleased to be held by him I don't know exactly what it is and I'm not gonna go into it but she was just very uncomfortable in his arms and I think like dogs that are naturally instinctive about the people around them I think young children in general are also very intuitive and I'll leave it at that the day that I had gone up to her house I remember my dad had called her while I was there and she was chatting with him in the other room but I could hear him from the other room on the phone I don't even remember if it was on speaker or not I don't think so but his voice carries he was upset that she was still not feeling well I remember him being very mad that she was not feeling well and she was insisting and insisting and insisting I'm feeling better today I'm doing better I am I promise I'm gonna feel better even tomorrow and he was not having it he was not telling her to go to the hospital insisting some more about his YouTube doctor that she needed to change her diet that's very plainly what that situation was and you could just see trying to hold it together I shudder at that treatment I, I always have it makes me sick to think about the way she was treated while she was sick all through her life that is what it was it's what it was I also remember a day I can't remember what order this was in but she asked me to drive her into town to pick up some dog food from Costco so we got in the vehicle and as soon as we got into town the first gas station we come across she asks me to stop so we stop and she goes to the washroom because she can't wait that long and then we go to Costco and we're in and we're out and to the first bathroom we come across once again and then home and then she's in the bathroom again I knew that she was beginning I knew her body was really struggling with everything it was not easy for her it continued to get worse from there and that is when I really 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 got concerned and I began to ask her why she wasn't going to the hospital then I should have been insisting beforehand long beforehand but again that was what it was anyway this is it as I have brought us to a close I hope that it wasn't too depressing as I was sharing things to the best of my memory. Thank you for listening and I will share next week the events uh, from her hospitalization and some of the surrounding events there. So thank you for joining me today. I would just like to ask for help and getting this podcast out there. So please share this episode. I started a group on Facebook with the same title as this podcast with the goal of making it a supportive community. If you have any questions or you have a story that you would like to share, I would be honored to hear it. And you can reach me on Facebook, Instagram, or email. It may not be a therapist 
or a psychologist, but I can definitely be a listening ear if that is something you need. So God bless. I hope that your day goes well, and I will see you next time for another episode of Deprogramming, the Adult Child of the Narcissist.